Welcome to Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Fides is Latin for faith and truth, and that's what we do on this show is talk about truth and talk about faith. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, the great song that you're hearing in the background is my friend Frank Camp. You could find him on Spotify. Great song. This song is called Heaven Can Wait. But thanks for being here, and let's get right to it. Okay, and welcome to another edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host, and I'm here with Talent on Loan from Rush. Uh, I'm here today with a uh, with Elena Mastrangelo. Elena is a reporter at Breitbart. Um, we all are familiar with Breitbart, and we love um, that organization. Uh, Elena, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. So, um, so to give a little bit of a background to everybody listening, um, Elena and I have uh, communicated back and forth. Uh, she's a very uh, an excellent conservative. Uh, she does a lot of really great posts, posts that, uh, that are very supportive of all the things that uh, if you're a regular listener, uh, you know I'm a supporter of. And uh, we kind of agree that, hey, when we come across uh, one of her articles that really kind of I want to, you know, I hits home, we're going to do a quick interview. And um, she has lots and lots of great interviews, or I'm sorry, um, uh, uh, does a lot of great reporting. And um, so it was hard to pick. But we came across one that I, I thought was excellent, and it was in regards to this case in Canada of a father who is um, being forced uh, by the school and by the courts, by the government, uh, to allow his 14-year-old daughter tr to transition. So uh, I'm going to let Elena kind of uh, get into it. She wrote a you know, the great article, and I'll obviously share that article um, uh, as well. Uh, but Elena, how, how did this um, kind of start or come about as far as your research into it? Well, it all started with um, Bill C-16 mm -hmm. is what I've heard. And I'm not Canadian, so I'm going to divert over to Professor Jordan Peterson, who he had mentioned this bill in the past, and uh, maybe it was a couple years ago. And um, he had mentioned... He had predicted that this bill would lead to the punishment of people who do not speak a certain way. Mm -hmm. So this new concept of misgendering has come about where if there's a biological male, let's say, who decides, you know, I'm a female, you must refer to me with she, her pronouns, and you were to refer to this person as, as he, um, against, you know, the wishes of the transgender individual, um, that this would lead to punishments, you know, misgendering or, or using the wrong gender pronouns. Mm -hmm. And when he had mentioned this, you know, people had laughed at him. They had said that he was an alarmist. But now we see that there's a Canadian father who was arrested very recently um, for referring to his own 14-year-old child as daughter and using the pronouns she and her. And his, his child is a biological female, but um, a couple of years ago it was decided that um, that she would be transitioning or taking testosterone to transition to male. Not that you can biologically become a male, mm -hmm. but that's what they're doing. So um, he's opposed to his 14-year-old daughter going through this, but the, um, but the Canadian medical system and the legal system and the child's mother have pushed forward with it nonetheless. Meanwhile, um, the, the British Columbia Supreme Court has mandated that the father affirm the new gender identity and refer to his daughter as 
well, I don't know if they said if it was he or they or whatever it is, but whatever it is, he cannot say she and her. That's now against the rules. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, let me stop you right there. And uh, so if you're, if anyone listening is not familiar with Jordan Peterson, you have to get yourself familiar with him. Um, but yeah, it was C-16 in which the Canadian government was forcing um, the pronoun that someone asked. So if you're someone asked to be called he or she, it's a compelled speech. And that was his issue. It wasn't even so much, you know, Hey, I don't, if someone asked me to call them a he and they're a she, I, I guess I might, that's what he said but I'm against being compelled. And he's, and he said, Hey, this is going to lead to even more. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it comments on, um, or, or discuss part of the story of, I think what was disturbing, because there's so much disturbing with this whole situation um, and how um, the school of this girl, what they were doing without even informing the parents. Yeah, there was a lot going on here. So um, the school had, so the father had discovered that the school was actually showing his daughter what was reported to be transgender propaganda videos. Uh, and now this child at this time, I believe is 12, 13 years old. So this is very young. Um, and then without even informing the parents, the school ended up quote unquote, socially transitioning the child at school, changing the child's name in the yearbook without consent or the parent's knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then referring her to a ideologue psychologist uh, who ended up referring her to an endocrinology unit at a hospital. Um, where, where from there, they she was told that she would start testosterone treatments or transitioning or whatever they, they call it. Um, so, and I believe it, it was after the hospital's first visit after her first visit at the hospital, they began right away. And it was all based off the, the psychologist at the school. Yeah. And, and, and based upon your article, it looks like they were they, the school and, and the doctors did this without informing both of the parents and, and letting them be involved. And, you know, what's funny is that if it was any other medical issue that someone had had, I mean, I know at school, the nurse has to call if they want to give our kids a, a Tylenol. Right, right. So any basic thing they have to inform the parents on this kind of stuff, they don't. And, and, and you know, it's it's very, very scary. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so the father has been trying to fight back. I think that's the other part of the story is the father's fighting back against this on many fronts. Mm-hmm. And he's being superseded in part by the mom with their divorced um, and the school and the government. Uh, so what what is the father done and what has he faced? Well, he's gone to the media in an attempt to expose what's going on and, and kind of tell the story of, of what happened here. And it's, um, I feel like for, for what's going on in the story, it's been widely underreported. You would think that this would be bigger news by now, given what's happened so far. Um, but I think, yeah, after he went to the media, I believe it was last year, um, the, the British Columbia Supreme Court ended up issuing or signing what is what they call it, you know, protection order, authorizing the police to arrest him if he is caught using the biological pronouns again. So um, they didn't really like his, they apparently did not like his media interviews because during the media interviews was after he was originally or initially told not to use these pronouns. He went to the media and continued to refer to his daughter as biologically female. So they did issue um, that protection order, and I and I believe they threatened him with being guilty of 
of quote unquote family violence. Mm-hmm. And um, and he, needless to say, he did continue to refer to his daughter as his daughter and it, and was arrested recently. Um, he's, he's still in the jail, I believe. Um, I think yesterday he was denied bail and I believe his hearing is gonna be April 12th. So this is still going on, ongoing issue. Yeah. Yeah, this is so scary. And I mean, I while you were, you, you know, given that uh, that portion here, I was writing down all of these, really all the issues that are that are sort of combined in this one issue. We have the issue of the whole transgender um, movement um, that's that's going on in this country, which is completely crazy. And there's an infinite number of genders apparently, and you know, four year olds, fourteen year olds, whatever are allowed to transition, so to speak. Um, we have parents' rights issue, you know, things being done again without the parents' consent. That's concerning. Government for speech, uh, being arrested for not thinking. Well, actually, the court said that he's allowed to think of her gender yeah. being one way. <laughs> That's okay, but he can't say it. Yeah, at that point, I feel like they're just they're just messing with him because yeah. they they did tell him they said or, well he said that the order said um, that he's allowed to think thoughts pertaining to his daughter's uh, gender, mm-hmm. but he just can't say them out loud. Yeah. So at that point, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the point was for, for bringing that up, but right. sometimes I feel like they know that what they're doing, they're messing with people. Yeah. It's just, to me, it's just crazy. I can't even believe that this is a conversation that's even being had in all seriousness today. You would think that like 10 years ago, this would maybe be considered a satirical conversation, but it's real. Right. And, and, and you know, that's, that's so true. And, um, someone that you, you and I both, uh, admire is, you know, the, uh, the late Rush Limbaugh, he used to say, um, that so many of the things that we're talking about today that are like this issue and, and a number of others 20 years ago, when he would bring them up, people would laugh and say, Oh, come on, you know, you're just, you're just talking crazy. And of course, so much of that is here. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, I think, um, I think this is uh, this is indicative of what the left today uh, wants to achieve on all things because we're we're looking at you know the father as you said was uh, there was censorship and he was some of the digital platforms that he was trying to get out there and talk and tell his story he was being marginalized and we're facing that here um, whether it's the you know President Trump being taken off of Twitter and so many other individuals and. Uh, platforms mm-hmm. being deplatformed, as they say, um, you're in the free speech industry, right? Um, what mm-hmm. what are you seeing, or or what obviously fears do you have as far as our ability, your ability to say the things you say? Because I mean, it may be illegal to write this article that you just wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I do think you know the Overton window has shifted as far as what is considered hate speech, what is considered offensive or, or what gets you banned on social media. Um, at one point, you know, they start with the most extreme example that gets you banned on social media, but it's, it's slowly worked its way over to, if you deny that there are, that there are, if you say that there are only two genders, mm-hmm. you know, if you misgender somebody on accident or whatever, if you say the wrong thing on social media, you can get banned. And I've seen people banned for, for saying the wrong gender pronoun on social media. So it's definitely, 
you know, the subjective uh, definition of, of hate speech has definitely evolved over time mm -hmm. into this category where you can, you can really just get canceled for anything. Mm -hmm. If people get offended, if the woke left decides that, that that's the narrative for the day, you, you can get canceled and, on social media. And we've seen even the president of the United States get banned while he was president, banned from speaking to the American people. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very scary. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm seeing it everywhere. I'm hearing from all sorts of people that are saying how they're uh, marginalized on various social media or even banned or taken down outright for, for really insignificant things. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's all very concerning in this case really encompasses really everything that all of us on the right fear it's not just this issue of transgendering. It's all these issues, censorship, taking away rights from parents, um, you know, government enforcing and jailing people for having a different opinion, calling what this dad is doing, family violence. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. So um, this was a great article. Uh, and, you, and as I said in the beginning, you have a ton of great articles. I, I look at, I read yours um, quite often. Um, how could people listening, how could they find you? Um, out there and look at all the, see all these other, other articles you write. Well, yes, at breitbartnews.com or breitbart.com. Um, Alana Mastrangelo. I am AR Mastrangelo on Twitter and Alana Mastrangelo on Instagram and, and Facebook. Okay. So I can be found on social media. Yep. Great. Right so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's, well, that's where I, I found you. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, breitbart.com. Uh, definitely go there. There's uh, a lot of great articles by Alana and, um, and also you post all that, all that on your social media as well. So you can find it that way. Uh, Alana, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks for taking the time today. Um, and please check her out everybody. And, uh, this is where we got to get our news from people that are going to speak the truth and tell the truth and give us uh, real news as opposed to, uh, the, the mainstream media that's out there. So Elena, thanks a lot for being here. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And thank all of you for listening today for, to this episode of Fides Podcast. Uh, we'll catch you next time.